0: You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind.
1: Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the best morning routine ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need, and today. We have one of the best shows in store for you because we have three powerful, wonderful women coming on today. I think that's the first time we've done it. Um, yes, <laughs> on the show, and I'm super excited. Um, as one of them said, it's going to be a party. So today, I have with me Katie, Becky, and Allie, and these women are phenomenal. They are three moms and entrepreneurs who founded I Believe in Me, and I Believe in Me is an online mentoring um, platform for twins. So they t- they Combine their experience of over 30 years in business, in health, in beauty, and most importantly, their passion um, to help girls develop self-confidence and resilience. And what better time to have this conversation right like all the social media the way it's creating self-doubt insecurity all that coming at our um, young ladies these women have found a pillar to kind of help these ladies um overcome the peer pressure the self-doubt that social media brings along with it so with no further ado i would love to bring on katie becky and Allie. Welcome <laughs> to the show hello hey, good, morning. Hi. Hi. good to be here Yes, yeah, such an honor. Now, I I love background stories. I know we have a lot to dive into today, but I want to know how you three met.
2: Oh well, I'll I'll take that one because I roped these ladies in because <laughs> them and I respect them so much, and they are related to me somehow. So I I started a company, and then it naturally went into I believe in me. And Becky, she's my cousin. So our moms are sisters Yes, and she was really involved in my original company, Singer's Company. And as we saw this need, just like you said, we need about these girls facing this mental difficulty right now. I mean, everyone agrees the studies show that there's such a need. And we kind of saw this as mothers. We all have daughters and we saw it coming. And so... I knew Becky is so great. She's perfect for this show. She's so great with routines in life and just really being diligent with her time and -hmm. deliberate. That is, I think that's Becky's word, deliberate with her time. And so she's perfect for this new tween program about coaching for life. So I roped her in and then Allie is a ball of sunshine. (laughs) She's the party. And it's we're in an episode format for these girls, so there's a lot of entertainment value in teaching these principles. We want to keep them engaged, and Allie is so perfect for that. So Allie that's keeps
1: everybody are. entertained. She's well, I like, yeah. do
0: my best, guys. Do my yeah. best. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that that's a, a great start to it because yeah, we can talk about where your genius zone is and actually honoring that in other people, right? Because that's that's one of the big things. You think we can do everything, especially as entrepreneurs. You you know that yeah, that's not that's not the case. And so I see the dynamic already within this group, and that's that's what makes it super powerful. But tell us Stella, why? Why young women? Why young ladies? Um, we know why the why now, but why? Well,
3: we believe that women have a huge impact on their community and a huge impact. Like These are the future mothers in 10 years, and we've got to equip these girls with the emotional habits, the skills, the mental positive mindset, and just the confidence that you do you. You be the best version of you because the world needs that version. And just like all of us here are different, like in a garden, our garden mentality is how we teach these girls with the garden theme of growing their garden and blooming to be their their individual flower. All of all of the flowers in a garden are different. Mm-hmm. And because of the the diversity, the beauty is enhanced for each other. And so we want women to grow up. We want these girls to grow up in a culture where they can support other women mm-hmm. and not have to be the same, not have to look at their phone and be a follower like not try to copy anything that they're seeing online, but to find confidence in who they are, mm-hmm. and it's just needed more than ever right now. And it's a very specific age frame, you know, with middle schoolers, mm-hmm. where that insecurity starts creeping in. Building but also, leaders. yeah,
2: and middle school those habits those habits start forming in middle school. Those mm-hmm. habits that are going on in your mind, those habits that you're doing at school, the habits you're doing in your relationships at home with friends. That's when you're really developing into who you are and who you want to be. And whether these girls realize it or not, they're being so influenced, just like you mentioned earlier, by all these outside sources. So we want to be the source for good that makes them realize that they have gifts to grow and share. The world needs their individual gifts, just like Becky said. And just like you mentioned with the business, like we all can't do everything because we're not the same and we shouldn't be the same. We need each other to be beautiful. This world needs all the different talents and gifts of everyone, every girl. And you ask why girls? Mm -hmm. And I think it's because studies show they're suffering the most. And I think that women can have actually the most impact because they're building the homes of America, and in the home is where it are the building blocks start, and so um, it naturally grew from um, my original company, which is for elementary age girls for Singer's Company, and it's all about building confidence. And what happened was those girls grew up, and the mm-hmm. parents kept asking, "What do you have for tweens?" This is like the crucial part of their life. Like this is when they really need support to have that confidence. And so we were already in the business of girls. We saw what was coming, what the world was offering girls and women, and we wanted to make sure we're part of the good fight where these girls know who they are, know what they can become, what they want to become, and we can cheer them on and help guide them.
1: Yeah. Um, th- I want to hear a little bit about the statistics. I think there's some staggering statistics about um, young women, young girls taking their life because of this pressure of that social social media, social um, bullying. So tell us, share with us what those staggering um, facts are.
3: There's lots of studies out there. Go yes. for it so the CDC published a report back in November, and there's even been one more recent than that back in January, where it's saying that 60% of Girls in ages like 11 to 18 have considered suicide or persistent depression and sadness. And they aren't, there's no, no solutions. They don't know where to turn. They're finding that they feel isolated, they feel lonely, and Mm -hmm. there's a definite disconnect. That's, I think, I think the problem existed before the pandemic but 100% the pandemic was like a catalyst because mm-hmm. it isolated these girls even more and all they had was their phones to look at and the comparison game is a lose lose when you look on something in you know a screen and you feel like oh that's their life look at my life so the statistics are staggering and we just want to be part of that solution or we just want to help parents think like we all know now that okay there's a problem but mm-hmm. we've got to start talking about how to work against that problem, how to, you know, help parents help these girls have a plan in place, have a routine, have something so that they can do something
1: and not just talk about the problem. Right. And and that's uh, that's the voice of millions, right? There's the voice of millions right. of, of young know, women um, suffering from this. So I want to shift over to how is it that um, your program, what is it that you do? Because I know now to reach the masses, we have to go online. So tell us about the breakdown of your program and how, you know, I bring, I have a, a daughter and I bring my daughter in. what's the process like so everyone understands what you do.
2: The process is you'll go to our website and there's different memberships. Options for your lifestyle, and when a girl becomes an "I Believe in Me" girl, she joins. She has a private login; it's a very safe site. There's no outside sources, you know, wanting your attention, like you know, no advertisements popping up. It's very, very safe, um, and it's a garden themed. So there's three sections. She logs in, and the first section she'll see is planting the seeds, and this is where we just. It's, but they're about 12 minute episodes. So, and it kind of averages one episode a week, but she can do it on her own time. So, if she skips a week, skips a couple of weeks, she can, you know, she can watch later anytime. And these are the main points and main principles that are the foundation to cultivate a happy life. So, and it ranges in this area of their life. So, you've got study skills. We've got an episode about study skills. We've got an episode about the gift of your body, how you treat it, how you view it. We've got one about, just like monitoring your, the areas of your life. We call it soil. So these girls are introduced to, you know, their mind and their heart equal their soil. And I believe in me, and you always have to check in with your mind and heart. So there's a whole, there's m- multiple episodes about re- like kind of self-regulation. Like, like, is this okay for me? Is this website okay? Is this app okay? Is this friendship okay? How's it making my heart and mind fielding? So um, we've got episodes about um fashion. So planting the seeds. It's just all about those little life skills. And we have mm-hmm. episodes on routines, right? Totally time,
3: time management. Mm-hmm. We try to help these girls learn how to man- manage a busy schedule, how to time block, how to create habits. You know, what does it take to reach your goals? You can't just write them on a piece of paper and put them on a mirror. Like, you, you know, there's
2: a process to reach yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many episodes about... Friendship, relationships, how to navigate hard things that happen to you. And so that's the that's the main section of the course. Then the, uh, there's two other sections. One's Bloom videos. That's where we bring in the fun stuff. They're kind of getting into hair, makeup. You know, so they're little short videos. And then we have an interactive section called How's It Growing? Kind of like the girl chat, like you mentioned today. So where they can message in and get advice and then once a month we gather as a zoom online it's totally optional and we talk about subjects so we just had one last night all about study skills for the start of school and it was awesome where the girls can come and share tips and we just boost them up and cheer them on so it's yeah. really on it's online it's safe um it's basically everything that parents want their daughters to hear in a very safe
1: place and we're there to cheer them on and you're building community um, yes. with these girls yes. there, they're also networking and then seeing you as role models. Um, they're learning from that. Do you bring others in for to do talks of some sort?
0: Yeah, we have um, a section of our program um, where we have what we're called contributors and those are the Bloom videos. And those are the the our experts. Those are the people that come in and and give them little insights on fashion and makeup and hair, kind of like Katie said, We've had Dr. BJ Fogg on and he talked about tiny habits and he talked about routines and how to set those and, and how to tie them to positive emotions. And if you're wanting to build new routines or new skills, this is how you do it. And everything that we do, we give the girls like step by step, easy, digestible way to accomplish what they're, you know, what they've got a goal that they have at hand. And so we give them the formula. We give them the tools. We give them all the things that they need in order to succeed. And um, it's just the greatest thing because you probably remember everybody was that middle school girl at one point where they were unsure and awkward and and maybe not sure if they fit in here or there. And we just give them all the things that they need. It's like the ultimate middle school guide to promote a happy and healthy, positive mindset that will then take them, they learn these things now and it takes them through their adulthood, and they become positive, influential women in society um, that are able to help and change the world.
1: Yeah. And and I love that you have the bloom, bloomfully, and that's just them blooming, right? The flower blooming and growing. And, and as you say, yeah. growing to um, phenomenal women. Um, later on in life. Now, Becky, you mentioned something earlier about um, how to attain the steps and tools to attain their goals. We're gonna talk all about habits, and that, that's like my, my, my genius when I get oh, excited. Me too. Me too. I love it. But I want to talk about. they say I have a young lady listening. What's the synapse of how do you kind of walk them through how to attain their goal? What are some of, give us like three steps to do so?
3: Well, we have. You said three steps. I'm, I'll try to make it simple. But first of all, we teach the girls that goals have to be attainable and they have to be specific. So we give them that smart acronym where they have to be smart, measurable, attainable. You know, so, so just to make sure that they're not too lofty in their goals, because we don't want to discourage them. We want those goals to be achievable. But then we try to break it down to bite size, to tiny size, because we believe that success is created on a daily basis. So okay. the tiny habits. So let's say, for instance, one of our girls wants to make the the soccer team and we want to break it down to, okay, what could you do on a daily basis? Hopefully she has a routine in place and she has anchors. She has things she's already doing. And maybe it's her after-school routine that we look at where she wants to put in 10 minutes of going out in the backyard and practicing her, her shots to the goal or whatever it might be. So we insert that little habit. That practice into her routine after school. And then we teach her that when you accomplish that, when you've gone out and done it, you've got to celebrate that. You've got to, you've got to say to yourself, look at me. I'm awesome because that's going to create the positive emotion, which is going to reinforce that she's going to want to do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And soon enough, our cute little girl is going to have done this 30 days in a row. And she's going to be that much more prepared when it comes for soccer tryouts, right? So it's things like that with helping her see where a big goal might be attainable by breaking it down into our tiny daily habits and our routines
1: and celebrating those wins. Yeah, well put. And then uh, no matter how tiny or micro they are, um, because it's teaching the brain that it's been there before. And the brain starts looking for that, um, repeating that that same Mm -hmm. behavior. Yes,
3: we've got to create that positive dopamine pathway, right? Because- These girls will want to come back to that great feeling. That's where the confidence comes. It's like, I'm the kind of girl that I set my routine and I do it. Look at all these things I accomplished this
2: morning. I'm amazing. Yeah. And even, even if she doesn't make the soccer team... She still feels awesome because she's progressed so much and she's created that steady habit, which brings that confidence. She can not get sad that she didn't make it because she knows how much she's improved and how much she has put into it. And she can just wipe her hands and brush her and just still give herself a pat on the back because she's progressed. She's grown.
1: Yeah. It, it sounds like it's super customizable. Um even with the platform that you're using doing it online it still is tailored, right? It's not one cookie, it's not a cookie cutter um fit type of program because it sounds like goals are different. Yes. Go- yeah. Different. And so you're tailoring it to what is it that they um they precisely need and actually breaking it down. How do you do that? Do you have a whole team <laughs> that helps you manage as you grow? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Well, we have we have an
2: I believe in me team, but each girl, it's really we don't want them on our program all day long. We really that's why we call it planting the seed. You plant the seed and then the principle behind it, setting tiny bite-sized pieces towards your habit or goal. And then you go grow. Go try it. Go practice. And then come back and then we'll talk about how's it growing, you know? So it's kind of like they can be as they can reach out as much as they want through the program. They can type in, you know, if they need extra support or if they just want us to help celebrate. Like, I got an A on my math test. I worked so hard. Yay! You know, like we're there as much as they need us there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but we definitely it's a teach the principle, plant that seed. You go grow
1: Yeah, and put, put the teach the habits and then you are on the right side of the the equation, because once you set a habit, it becomes habitual, it becomes, um, where you don't have to think about it anymore so they can continue to um, deliver and and actually practice that. Now, I understand the need for buy-in from parents, from the home, because a lot of that stuff has to come from home, that support has to come from home. What is it that parents need to know about helping young women build confidence?
0: I I think as moms and as women, we, especially in our home, we set the example and we set the tone. So like I have, um, I have a seven-year-old girl and a four-year-old girl. So I've got littles and I've got two older boys, but especially my daughters, they are seeing me, um, look at myself in the mirror and they're seeing the way that I interact with myself and the way that I have myself talk and I, and the things that I'm doing. And so we 100% are the example. We need to set the tone and we need to teach them that, you know what? Dinner didn't turn out so great. I might've burnt the casserole or I might've burned this, but that's okay. We're going to figure it out. And I'm not going to get down on myself and say, I can't cook. I'm a terrible person. I'm a bad mom. My kids never hear that out of my mouth. It is, well, we're going to go to Chick-fil-A instead. And there's always an alternative. There's always a way to fix a problem. And we have one of our episodes we talk about ants and it's our automatic negative thoughts from Dr. Amen and I mean, and is- he goes through the things where um those and especially as women i think we get it tenfold as women where we have negative thoughts all the time and that's just a part of life and that's okay what we need to do is we need to get our watering can out with other things with service with gratitude we have the girls write down gratitude journals um, and the things that they're grateful for in their planners. So we have these these things in place for them to wash away those negative thoughts and know that they're not real. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, they're not. Um, there's no truth. They're not solid. They're they're just it, they just kind of happen. And so we just teach them to wash those away with other things. And we 100% are the example. And I think I know for me in my life, I like to try new things. I like to try new workouts or I like to try new skills or I like to try, you know, different things in life. And, and my kids are seeing that as mom's got the confidence to try something that she might fail at, that she might burn or that she might not do really great at. You know what I mean? And they see me literally fall over and over if, you know... That's what's happening. I tried a new skill when we went to the lake and they saw me literally fall in the water over and over and over again. But I got up every single time and I kept going until I felt like I succeeded enough to get back into the boat. And so that's what we need to do as parents and as moms is keep trying. And when it doesn't work out, it's okay. And there's another alternative like Chick fil A. <laughs>
1: yeah, teaching resilience. Yeah, I burned some sweet potatoes over the weekend. I just told- so <laughs> I have a 10 month old. I'm telling you, so I, sometimes I just forget. But yeah. It- teaching that resiliency and just brushing it off, being able to laugh and right. showing that it's okay because they the, the pressure does surmount on the outside, right? It's at school, right. you can get people who are not so friendly, you get clicks, you get all these things. And so at home, it should be a place of just like, oh, I can excel, it's, it's good to be home. It's okay, there's no judgment here. I can be myself yes. at home. Right. That environment I think is crucial. And also they are watching what you do more than what you say.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Oh, true. Very, very imperative to, um, to, to keep that in mind, because you got to be able to lead by example. But watch what you say. Um, the, the dialogue that's going on in your own head is also going on um, yes. in their head as well. So let's talk about that. You brought up Ant. Um, I know Dr. Amen. He came to our church. Um, he talked mm-hmm. about it. 60,000 thoughts, automated negative thoughts. We yes. know you're there. Yeah. We they love it how come we're defaulted to that? I mean, I'm in a room with experts and and powerful women. Why is that our default?
2: I think we live in a world where it's, you know, just the social media alone is putting things out there that look perfect. And even though we know they're not, it's just repetitive over and over. Or they just put kind of like what, what the media or the world standard is. And you just see it over and over. It's almost hammered into you. And I think I think that's just kind of like a habit. You know what I mean? You're seeing it over and over again. So you're repeating it over and over in your brain, whether you're not measuring up, you know? And I think you really literally have to fight back. You have to fight back against the natural tendency to go there. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person or like Ali said, it doesn't mean that like you're just innately like bad or not or not measuring up. No, it's actually the opposite. It's like an opportunity to show your strength. Like, no. Like, I know that negative. No, that is not staying. Uh -uh. That's not to be a little bit sassy. (laughs) Just like, no way, no way. And just to be determined, like Allie did with behind the boat to get back up again and again and again and to laugh it off. I think laughter is huge. And even laugh when those thoughts come. That's not me. That's that's the app I just looked at or that's social media that I just scrolled through. And that didn't feel so great. So I'm not giving time to that anymore. I'm going to be the, you know, I'm going to be deliberate with my time and where I choose to use it and how I choose to use it. So just giving yourself that that break that it just happens to everyone. And it's just kind of a natural tendency in the type of world we live in and to not play into that at all, be stronger.
1: I, I think you you hit it on the nail. That, that's pretty right on, Katie. And you're getting these teens at a very primal state, um, stage of their life too, because you know you're you're coming from sing, the singers company where they were uh, middle school and now moving to I Believe in Me where they are in um, going to high school, and it's it's an area in their life where mental health is is really huge and. It, it's also almost taboo too because it's so young. It's not cool to to kind of talk about it or to have a mental health issue or to to not be all right, right? Because those thoughts come in, then we just um, what is it? We internalize them. Right, it's ah, who we are. We do it as adults. We struggle as adults. Right, Imagine. right. <laughs> We do. We do it as adults. Right. Imagine as an adolescent and in and try hormones and, and all this stuff happening, bodies growing, things are popping out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> so many changes. So and many this changes. This is really the essence of our
0: why. It's like if we can, if we can teach these girls or our kids, our communities, the the kids that we're involved with on a community basis, like I've coached soccer teams for quite a number of years. And um, if we can just Show these girls what a positive outlook on life looks like and not to be so like, Oh, I didn't get invited to this party or I didn't do this or I didn't get this. Like, if we can teach them now to rise above that and to have a different mindset, a different way of thinking just about life in general, they are, they're going to be light years ahead of their peers. And this is a crucial spot in life. Once you get to high school, you know, everything. You are the, you are the cream of the crop and you, you just, no adult knows anything else but you, because you're that 15 year old who just knows it all. Right. So if we can, they're still impressionable. They're still, they still think we're cool at this point. They still think <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Um, because you get to high school and it, it's not that it's ever too far gone, but it it's just harder to kind of break through those, those adolescent walls and and then they ha- almost have to relearn it as a young adult. You know, we're, we're relearning all these things. If we missed it in high school, then we kind of have to reteach
2: ourselves.
1: Yeah, you know, later like, yeah. on. I think
2: one of the one of the main things that these girls we want to instill in these girls is that they have the power. The power is in them. They control that garden gate. What comes in? Who comes in? Who's going out? So to know that, like, it's their choice. It's their choice If what thoughts stay. It's their choice what apps they use and what how they use their time. They're in control. This phone doesn't control them. This friend does not control them. They have the power. The power is in them. All they need is inside them. They just need to have that confidence to keep moving forward, to keep progressing ever, even if it's tiny, just to keep moving, to keep fighting, to keep growing.
1: Yeah, and and I'm I'm curious. Let's talk about some of the habits that you're teaching these young women. Um, what are some? Are we teaching them morning routines? Or I know you talked about the gratitude journal, which is huge. I mean, my husband and I just watched The Secret, and I've been watching it for the last decade. And the gratitude piece is like it in the, the, the test of time. So that's one of the, um, the wow. habits um, that it's, I. Have. It's I just- literally as powerful as medicine. Like gratitude,
3: you know, some of those mindset practices. It's a powerful healing tool. Yeah. And these kids have to know that they can, they have the power to access that
1: at any time. Change their world. What are some of the other habits? Cause I know, mean, we know, we can talk about morning routines, right? There's the habit of reading daily, learning something new. There's the habit of working out, exercising, moving the body, gratitude. Making your bed. Making your yes. bed. Hallelujah. Do. Yeah. <laughs> every mother will be happy when their child makes the get um instilled the habit of making your bed every morning. Right. Right. Now, yes. Ali, what does that what is that what does that do? Why why do I need to make my bed? It gives them confidence.
0: The first five minutes that they're up in the morning, if they can get out get up and make their bed or go brush their teeth or accomplish something that's, there's that instant, um, sense of accomplishment and positivity, whether they realize it or not, you know, yeah. there's nothing more exciting than, than coming home at night after all the kids are in bed and going into my room and taking down the covers because my bed is made. I mean, it's like the coziest spot in the world. And so having that and for a child to just crawl into a nicely
1: made bed. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's absolutely magical. Yeah. It breeds, it breeds more productivity because they accomplish the first task of the day. So it tells them to be more productive, get things done, check things off the list. Right. It really does work in that sense.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
3: So, Lunid, another thing that we teach these girls, especially school-aged kids, is the nighttime routine that helps the morning routine be more effective. Like, putting your homework in your backpack and zipping up your backpack and then putting it by the door. We are struggling in our house right now. Yes. With- <laughs> laying, laying out your clothes for yeah. tomorrow for school. So when you wake up, your morning routine is make your bed, brush your teeth, get dressed. Your your clothes are already right there laid out for you because you prepared with your nighttime routine. So every routine has a specific you know importance, but they play into each other.
1: And it's incredible. Yeah, uh, the one with Ali says with the with making your bed, going into it, um, the made bed at night, it triggers the body because every room has habits associated with it. It triggers, so it triggers the mind that we're getting ready to sleep, we're getting ready to rest. So it's a lot easier to fall asleep versus just mm-hmm. rolling. Your phone and keep in that light keeping you up, but also um, Becky, to what you're talking about is the decision fatigue. Like Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, wake up and wear the same things. They were it's the same clothes, same color. Yes. you waste a lot of time you trying do. to figure out what you need to do in the morning, and so putting your clothes yes. the night before, preparing your bag, really kind of catch keep your mind focused so you are more creative throughout the day.
3: Well, and for and for children and tweens and teens, it creates. Uh, Insecurity. Like if they're unhappy in the morning, then they start their school day off at a disadvantage. So these routines are the roots for these kids to like know, have a solid foundation that because houses can be chaotic, right? And life gets hard and one day might look harder than the other just for whatever reason. And we don't want these kids creating chaos within their own mind because, you know, they haven't had the routine set. Like they, you you just need more um structure for these these kids so that they can feel good about themselves. Because if you send them off to school crying or having yelled at them, hurry, get in the car, wear your socks, wear your shoes. How does that feel? That feels horrible. And so they're gonna score worse on their tests. They're gonna have, you know, issues with friends. It's just a downhill slope from there. So as a parent, we can do a lot for their self esteem. Praising them and getting them set on those morning routines, and just making it a success.
1: Absolutely, I know, Katie. You were gonna say something along the.
2: Yeah, it was exactly kind of what Becky was saying. The third episode into our program is called "Routines Are the Roots" because it's our and you think about what roots do for a plant or even a tree. If they are strong and down in that earth, you know, and when the storms come. They can get stronger because their roots are there and it keeps them and holds them steady. They don't freak out, they don't fall over the, you know, like so you just think about that in a nature sense. It's the same in an individual and in a family and in a household. Like you think about as a parent, any parents listening, think about your family's routines in the morning. How are they like what's happening? Are is everyone get going out the door super grumpy? I mean, you think about a grumpy child walking into their first period class. They're not ready to listen to what's going to be taught. And then that gets them behind in that period. And then then the confidence goes low. And so, as simple as making your bed, that feeds into everything else. I think sometimes people will think, look at that, and be like, what are you talking about? Making your bed is going to make me do better in math. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> like it really is. And as parents, if we can really grasp that and understand that, then we can reset on our family routines so that we can help be. When that goodbye happens in the morning, it's calm, it's on time, and it's peaceful with a lot of love. so that they step into that first class feeling prepared, feeling ready, feeling, you know, engaged, and their mind is ready to learn. It's not catching up and like
1: recovering from what just happened in the frazzle morning. It's a keystone habit, right? It's a keystone yes. habit that leads to yes. things working out um, and doing more, more productive things. Same thing with um, drinking water in the morning, um, getting rid of brain fog to actually yes. help you um, show up better. Just, I mean, it doesn't entail doing um, a lot of things. It's just grabbing a glass of water and then hydrating first thing in the morning. But these keystone habits really are domino effect to better habits throughout the day, it puts you more conscious of what you're doing. And they're, you know, they're they're small. And we're not asking them to meditate 15, 20 minutes of the morning. We're not asking them to go for a run before they go to school. Mm-hmm. We're saying do things that you would normally do that you don't see, um, that has that's um, tedious, that doesn't seem like hard work but are actually super beneficial if you do it. Making your bed and drinking water is super simple.
2: Looney, I think it sets them up to grow. I think habits and routines set them up to grow. And if they don't, it kind of stunts the growth. Mm -hmm. Or it can't
1: the power of mm-hmm. um, morning routine. That's why the show is called best morning routine. I know I love it. I'm
2: I love learning it. stuff. I'm taking notes while you I say love it. it. <laughs> I love it. Best morning routine
1: ever.
3: <laughs> and while, while a middle schooler might not be able to do like a 15 minute meditation, we do encourage them to put a mantra on their mirror because that's a positive thought that they can look at while they brush their teeth and repeat it. That's a form that's a little baby tiny form of meditation it's an affirmation for them to say super yep. easy in the mirror
1: yep. affirm affirmations are big and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your your morning routines and we're going to get into it in a minute but affirmations are, are super super powerful and just even um writing the journal piece you put that's a form of meditation as well um, yes, it is meditating as well, because it allows the mind to kind of focus and, and be able to be intentional. I know, Becky, that's your word. Being intentional with thoughts, being intentional um, with your with the energy. So um morning routines. How do you get up, dress up and show up? Share with me what your morning routine is, because you got to live by you being watched. Right. So example, that's right. right. Totally. So that's let's talk right. About it. Who wants to take it? Who
0: wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. okay. Okay, so my morning routine, like Becky said, one kind of feeds into the other. So um, my morning routine starts the night before and I put, first thing I've got to do in the morning is I've got to move my body. Before my brain actually starts to work, I've got to move my body. So the first thing I do when I get up is I go work out. So last night, just like every day, and I started this routine in in high school cuz I had to get up super early for um early morning class and I had to have my clothes laid out because I knew that if I couldn't find that white shirt or if I couldn't find my cheer uniform or whatever I was supposed to wear the entire day was chaos and I really just lost sense of everything I had to do that day. So, I set out my clothes the night before, socks, shoes, all my workout things, I have my bag downstairs, I have my water, Mm -hmm. Um, first thing I do is take my, my drink of water as I'm walking out the door, a little something to eat on the way to the gym. And then when I get home is then it's the chaos of the children. I've got four under 11 years old. And so that's getting everybody out the door and breakfast fed and all the things going. And then I can start my own personal quiet time meditation. Um, and then I can get into, into work and the things that I've got to accomplish today. And, and one thing I've seen over the years is, is we shift as a family, our routines, what sometimes things are working and sometimes things aren't. And I remember we had for a time, we had kind of chaotic mornings and it was always because I was telling the the kids, go run back upstairs and brush your teeth, go run back upstairs and brush your teeth. And I'm like, this this isn't what, this is not working because they're like, mom, I'm late. I don't want to. I'm like, you have to brush your teeth. So what we did is we switched that routine. It's still the last thing before they walk out the door, but all of the toothbrush and the hair stuff and everything is downstairs in our bathroom. And we switched up that routine. They they do all their things. They change their clothes and make their bed and, and kind of organize life, eat breakfast, get their backpacks, and then brushing their teeth is the last. And and I love that we can switch and adapt and and move things around um, when we need to. And There's four of them in the same bathroom brushing their teeth and it's chaos sometimes, but it's so much better than run back upstairs, get the car, you've got to go, you know, whatever. So, so, um,
1: you got to make it easy. Easy. Yes. Got
0: to make it easy for everybody. And if it's not working for one, it's most likely not working for everybody else because me yelling at one child or getting frustrated with one child is going to affect everybody else. Cause then I'm short and snappy with the other ones when when they probably didn't deserve me to, you know, be snappy with them. So that's kind of that's my morning routine is personally and as a family. That's
1: kind of how we do it in our house. Yes, there's a family routine too, right? Because now mm-hmm. I, I have a ten month old now. My routine changing. I won't get into that. But <laughs> like that alley, you you get up before your family gets up. Because what happened? How- yeah. Why? Like, how
0: important is that? Why are you putting yourself first? Because- it is, it's something that I've realized over the years that that is my therapy. That is my time to just think. And I even have a routine when I get to the gym, the first 10 minutes, if I'm not in a group fitness class, I'm I'm walking on my treadmill and I'm reading things. I'm reading affirmations. I'm reading my things to do today. So I'm organizing my brain into compartments and things I need to get done. The things that are, that are gonna help me function better throughout the day, and my family, and so that's I've just kind of learned I've, I've tried to switch it where I've meditated before, but then I don't get my my workout in that I need to move my body and and for that emotional, mental kind of therapy that I that I need. I don't get that all in, so I I had to revert back. Like okay, I've got to do all my movement before, and then I can do my quiet time because I know that this is done, and I can check it off my box, and then I'm not stressed about. My quiet meditation time and personal personal study
1: time. Yeah, what's a non-negotiable for you? I think all of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's not one. Need, it all needs to fit in. <laughs> it all
0: it all needs to fit in. We were just on vacation last week, and obviously that routine had to had to change. But then it's adapted in other ways. I can move my body later. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do a quiet time later. I can do my personal study and my meditation. Um, gratitude, you know, writing down the things that I'm thankful for and kind of just remembering those things. So there's definitely an adaptation, but I think throughout some point of the day, they're all non-negotiable because I know that's how I need to function at my best. And when I'm at my best then my family can be at my best and my kids can be at their best and my husband can be at his best.
1: There it is. You show up. That's You prime yourself so you can show up for your family. You can show up for your business.
0: Because that's the most important is that family unit. We, I think as society, we've gotten so, yes, while, while personal time is 100%, so crucial and so important. But the reason I do it is so that I can, so that my family can be at their best. Mm-hmm. It's not me so that I can function great and my family can just do whatever. It's all about having... Oh my gosh, I
1: mean, it's so emotional. Yeah. It's for everyone else. Yeah. It's not selfish. We're doing it for others. We're doing it so we show up our better selves for the people in our lives. And you do it for the the, the girls you work with. You, you show up so you can make sure they have the better version of you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing, Allie. Yeah. Wanted. I promise I won't make anybody cry.
2: What? <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Let's talk now. Go, go, <laughs> go. It pricks our heart pretty easily. Katie. That's amazing. Oh, oh, my routine. So you're talking about non negotiables. And I think I'll start there. My non negotiables when I wake up is my time with God. And um, I have to. It's I've just seen too many. Miracles in my life, because of him. and really, to be if I'm honest, this whole program is because of that
1: not-negotiable.
2: That's when the inspiration comes in my life of how to manage my children, how to be a better mother, be a better businesswoman, be a better community member. Um and so my non and i I have to wake up before my children. It's a must. Uh-huh. And so, um, and I, that hour right now is four thirty. That's that's when I've been waking up lately because I, if i my family this year has just needed it, and what's on my plate, um, business wise has just needed it. So I'm up at four thirty, and I'm um, just I'm in I'm in God's word for a good half an hour. And, and then when that's done, it's usually the exercise. And it depends if it's my running day with my friends or if it's my home workout. Um, I like to get to the gym, but I know for me, I don't have time to even travel. I've got my, my minutes matter so much that it is grab the weights from my closet and get it done as efficiently as possible to keep my body, be able to move. And then as soon as that's done, it used to be throw a load of laundry in, but <laughs> I have learned that this year my laundry has turned to the nighttime. I had to switch up my routine this year, but just because of what was happening, my son's on surf team. He goes out early and I've got to have a lot of food prepared in the morning. So as soon as I have my um, time with the Lord, and then I exercise and get my body moving and then it's breakfast prep and it's, and it's lunch prep. So I'm making two meals at once, you know, and, um, and I just make sure that like, they've got what they need. I have my, my mindless routines, my meal routines. So, you know, Mondays are scrambled eggs and muffins and Tuesdays are pancakes <laughs> and Wednesdays <laughs> are oatmeal or an acai bowl and Thursdays are another egg sandwich and Fridays are always fancy pancakes. And so like, <laughs> yeah. that's my mindless. I know what I'm making that morning. Um, my kids and I, as a mother, that routine, and this is where I'll get emotional, of just making breakfast shows so much love for my kids. And it's like, they can't get mad at me because Mm -hmm. they know that when they come downstairs, I'm already up. Something's bubbling on the stove and And the house smells good. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
2: And Oh, and that's another thing. I turn on music. I always have like soft acoustic guitar music going, or if it's holiday, you know, I'll have just something soft that's peaceful. So when they when they come down in the morning, it's something yummy to eat or to take some they're running out the door. So they're taking their breakfast and their lunch out the door. So it's food prep. And then it's just helping them with any routine, you know, when their routine doesn't go well, I'm there. I've done all my stuff. I'm ready for like the things that, mm-hmm. where's the uniform? It's in the drawer, you know, like, and so I'm kind of the damage control <laughs> and then. And then they're off on their way. And then once they're off on their way, I try to clean as I go. So as soon as my kids are gone, I hate getting ready. I don't enjoy getting ready. <laughs> like It's a waste of time to me. So I try to have the house ready and I can close up shop in the kitchen. Kitchen's closed. It's clean. It's ready to go. And I can hurry <laughs> and get ready so that I can tackle my business. And so that's usually... That's kind of my morning routine, which starts the night before. I'll sit on my bed. I have my planner. And I'll look at the next day and I'll check out my weekly list. Okay, what can I plug into this day? What does it make, you know, what makes sense for this day? And so um, and I have my weekly routine. So I know what I'm doing on Tuesday, I know what I'm doing on Wednesday. Generally, you know, it doesn't always go perfectly, but I kind of know the building blocks of that day already. I just need to get a little bit more specific the night before, and then it's 4.30 4.30 it's go time. Yeah,
1: I, I knew mm-hmm. I saw God's hand over what you guys do and I was going to mention it mm-hmm. earlier because the when you first started talking within the first 30 seconds, it's almost like it's in alignment with his word. It's in alignment with what you're doing. And so you um, actually talking about spending the first half hour in God's word makes makes total sense. Yeah, I, I can for sure mm-hmm. um, see that, see his guidance over what is it that the wonderful work that you ladies are doing. The, 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 the morning routine, um, just being intentional about what feeding our senses, right? The Bible says that what we hear, what we see, where we spend our time, who we spend our time mm-hmm. with, like it's imperative. And so you with you, with, with music in the morning, is kind of getting that energy um, around your home, letting it be known that you're welcoming the spirit, you're welcoming this positive um, okay. vibe into your home. And then everyone mm-hmm. under your roof is touched by it.
2: <laughs> yep. I don't think anybody can yell when there's really peaceful music going on. <laughs> They're not allowed to, I really that's don't. for sure. No, because like, if I've set the tone... You know what I mean? And that's playing. It's such a wonderful feeling. Powerful. And usually mornings, I think most people think are hard, you know, because they are. Like, who really wants to get up at 4 30? I mean, yeah. come
1: on. <laughs> I, I do it. I applaud you. I do it as well. Because you know, yeah. before the kids wake up, husband wake up. I put my husband in that category. The day's no longer mine. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes. right, right,
2: right. I be quiet. <laughs> I have to have that stillness. That stillness in the morning is so magical and so spiritual. It's just so quiet. The world is not awake. It's so powerful. And I love that. It's just, it feeds my soul and feeds my brain so much that I will never back isn't down it, on that. Isn't that it is,
1: amazing how we're not only setting the tone for ourselves, but we're setting the tone for our whole house. Our yes. whole household, the
3: power yes. we have. Yep. It's amazing. Hey okay, Becky, take it. <laughs> okay. So I start my morning at 4.40, 10 minutes after Katie, because I have a thing with numbers and I love I love the number 1440 because that's how many minutes we have in a day, nice. right? So I it? start my morning at 440 and you know I wake up, I get some exercise clothes on. I don't exercise first thing in the morning because I have some of my children leave pretty early. And so I, I get up my kids, I help them get going, go downstairs to make breakfast for the first batch of kids that are leaving my house. Um, and then they leave about 530. And I have fifteen minutes. no, sorry. I have forty-five minutes until my next batch of kids wake up. So f- from five thirty to six fifteen is my time to do my silence, my affirmations, my visions, my time with the scriptures. And one of my favorite habits is as I read in scriptures and my, use my own personal time. These two girls know me. They know I love pens and I love lists and post-it yes. notes. And I always put a post-it note right by my scriptures and I pray and I open my heart and I just ask the Lord to inspire me if there's anybody who needs my help that day. Or if there's something that I'm supposed to do that day that I haven't thought about before, something that I need to put into my routine. Because, you know, sometimes I feel like we have to pause to just feel like, okay, give me that thought and I will go do. But sometimes I'm lacking to see, right? so. Mm-hmm. I love that because I do feel then that it adds beauty to my day. Maybe somebody needed something that I didn't know, but I thought of that thought and I reached out to them. And it's happened to me so many times where I've like realized like after I've done it and how it was meant to be, that it's just something I do always now. I just know that it's, it's just like a blessing to my life. And I believe it brings happiness and confidence when I can go and serve and help other people and then after when when my little kids get up we also have scripture time as a family and then once 6:45 hits it's chore time and my kids know their <laughs> chores they know you know some kids are unloading the dishwasher feeding the pets you know separating the clothes for the laundry taking out the trash and i have 15 minutes where i make a second breakfast we sit down eat at 7 and then it's and and then things are done things are set in place to have a successful day We go upstairs, they get dressed, do hair, you know, whatever. And then as we go out the door, I rotate the laundry, take the kids to school, come home, fold one load of laundry, and then I get to go exercise. And so my exercise is kind of at the end because I'm different than Allie. Like, I love (laughs) it how we're all different. Our routines are all different. But I realized when I used to exercise super, super, I used to go out and run every single morning. And then I realized when I came home and I was doing my quiet time. My phone was going off and I had messages and it's much more, it's easier for me to respond to those as I'm running or as I'm exercises, you know, exercising and the quietness gives first gives me the foundation to, you know, then respond in real time as I'm exercising if I need to. So
1: It's it's about having those habits in place To help you be better To help you show up When it happens um, A lot of people are are lions They're morning people That's just their um, The way they're wired I am not a morning person You can ask my husband I am not I Mm -hmm. had to work at that You have more energy At the end of the day So then you can work out that way I wake up with energy I'm ready I wake up I'm waiting for my husband And baby to wake up You know (laughs) 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 Because that's where the energy comes in And when you know Mm -hmm. yourself when you've played around with it, tweaked it along the way, you right. know what works for you, so you use your chronotype to your yes. best percentage. Because then, right. that's the same thing you're teaching your 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 young ladies. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure is knowing your know thyself. They they go into. High school, yes. knowing themselves, they show up more confident, but they also know what works for them and what doesn't. And it's okay to not be a morning person as long yes. as you have them in place. You know, you're doing your gratitude. You're doing the things that makes you happy, makes you show up better. Then it's all good. Like the affirmations are big. I listen to affirmations throughout the day. If I'm listening, I just don't give my, my thoughts, my, my aunt, any chance of surviving. <laughs> so, I love it. I love that. That's a good one. Affirmations all around. But let's talk about you all Are ha- living in your purpose. You found your purpose and you're super happy. And it, I think that plays a role to everything else becoming easier. Because if you're not at a job you hate, if you are not straining or pushing against the grain daily, um, then it becomes harder to actually do these things. So you found your purpose and you're teaching these young women how to find their purpose. Let's talk about that. Um, the importance of, of being divinely guided um, living in purpose.
2: Oh, you're speaking <laughs> a language. Like I, amen. I I feel like that's the only, at least for me, the only way to find for myself peace and contentment in life is when I know for certain, I am aligned with what God wants for me. And Um, obviously the program that we set out, we don't, we don't bring religion into it. It's for any, you know, or any certain religion, but the concept of that each girl is a girl with gifts to grow and share. And those gifts are just innately in you. And this whole program is to discover what those are and to explore who you are, and by the and very soon in the program, we hope you know who you are. You are a girl with gifts to grow and share. Now let's get busy. Let's get working in your garden of life. So I think, yes, God's hand in my life. Um, that's where I find peace, purpose, and um, and opportunity. Um, There is no question in my mind whatsoever. I could go on and on and on and share so many little miracles and windows that continue to open because of him. And so there is no question. And when I feel his love for these girls, that's what motivates and propels us forward is that I don't want any woman or girl out there for a second to feel like she doesn't belong or she's not needed. It is the exact opposite. And that is why we are doing what we are doing to help them know for certain that they are loved, known, needed, and special and needed in the world right now. The goodness that these girls have in them naturally, automatically is powerful. And the world kind of wants to squash it and make them look the same, talk the same, choose the same things. And No way. Not a. I believe in me. It is everyone is different and we need you desperately for those differences and help us grow, help us all grow together.
1: Well put.
3: Well, I will also add to that. We also want to be that voice to moms, to teens and tweens that there will be resistance against you. And even if you have found your purpose and you know who you are, That when that resistance shows up, because it will, that you have the power to choose light. You can fight for that light. And when the resistance comes, just know that you have the power. You hold the keys to create your own happy and to fight for that sunlight and to keep coming back to the things that you know, make you, you, and it's okay to have resistance. It makes us stronger, right? Just like we've talked about today. Those kinds of things, those the little adversities in our life, they're going to show up and we can get through them. We can get through them together. But to know that not to give up, not to give in to the ants, to the negative self-talk, to the discouragement. When life gets hard, the strong get growing, right? Is that <laughs> right? We got to get growing. We got to grow and, and progress forward and then share that with each other
1: and with the world because mm-hmm. the world yeah. needs every mm-hmm. little bit of light. Yeah. Do you find it that to find your purpose? I know for me anyway, that I needed to be still. I needed to practice those gratitude journals. I needed to practice those those silent moments. Do you find it that the habits, the routines that you're, you're priming your young ladies with is in return going to reveal that gift? Um,
2: oh, absolutely. Yes. 100%. If I was not doing my morning routines as a mother and as a woman, This my whole. I would not. I my life would be a frazzled mess, and I would not have the direction or the ability or the time because of my more uh, the routines of myself and the household. I have time to do these things. Like Becky does have time to go serve that person. Like you had you you're creating time because you've been deliberate with your day. And so, if we don't have those routines, you're right to find your purpose. And make time in your day to fulfill that purpose is extremely difficult, if not impossible. I think
1: the routine does quiet the noise, all the noise, like all the social media noise, all the things coming at you, um, the busyness, the schedules and all that, all all the pressure that comes at you. The routines, the morning routine um, does um, quiet it all down so that you can be centered, so that you can be grounded and so that you can focus on what you are created um, to do.
2: I think it creates discernment too. So like when you have that piece, like you said, from your routine and you've accomplished those things, that felt good. So when you go to your phone, maybe later that day and you scroll and you feel kind of, eh, and you realize the difference. Wait, I liked myself after I'd accomplished my routine. Mm-hmm. I liked that feeling. I liked that feeling. I don't really love this feeling. I'm not going to give as much time to that. I'm going to give, more. what else can I grow? That I like doing? What can I add to my routine in the middle of the day that gets me better at something I want to get better at? And and kind of replacing the bad uses of time just because you're able to discern the difference. You felt it personally.
0: Yeah, I like what you said about it, it grounds us. It grounds these girls. It it lets them know where that safe place is because what happens when a divorce comes or what happens when you have a friend who's sick we had in our community we had we had two young kids um in elementary school have cancer and and their fight with through that struggle and the chemo and all the things and and so what happens when when your friend gets cancer or what happens when there's a death in the family these routines Center the child because mm-hmm. they know where to go back to okay I'm waking up I gotta wake up every morning and I gotta make my bed Whether the rest of their routine happens right now or not, it's okay. It's okay because they're just trying to get to the next thing. When those big adversities come, or when they move or go to a new school, all of these like big life experiences that are bound to happen. Yeah, you know, like Becky said, like the adversity will come. It it one hundred percent will come. But with routines, the kid, the these girls and and these kids in our community, they know where to fall back to. They know where that safe place is and they know where they can feel accomplished and positive and growing um, with that one little task yeah. of making your bed or getting up and brushing your teeth. And then and then once they get confident with that, then they can build on the next. Then they can add the next scene and the next scene. And then pretty soon they're back to being a a kind of a full functioning you know, person again. And, and that happens as adults too, is, is we have these things that happen and, and we always know where to go back to is when you've got that routine in place, it's an easy place. It's a safe place. It's, it's, um, a great, and it's a solid foundation for you to always go back to.
1: Yeah. I love that you, you touch more on that because it's, it's almost like what happened when your back is against the wall which is always going to happen, right? right? So where do you find that strength to push forward or so that you don't resort to, if you don't go back to yourself, if you don't go back to your word, as Katie says, or to 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 God, to God's word, you don't have something to fall back. And when your back's against right. the wall, you go into alcohol, you're looking for friends to satisfy you. You're looking for friends to make it better. And right. smoking, like all this outside forces. Yes. yes.
0: And just not getting out of bed. You know, that's, that's huge with depression and anxiety and, and isolating yourself, you know, um, that's a big one that you see a lot of kids revert to is, is just them isolating themselves from everybody else and, and kind of shutting themselves out. So with the routines, again, it gets them going and getting them back on their feet.
1: Yeah. What are some of the uh, few success stories? Because I know I've taken way too much of your time, but it's nice talking to you ladies. And it's so fun. uh, Some success stories, you know, uh, how the program has actually helped and shaped some of the young women's success stories that you've seen over the, the years.
2: We haven't been in business too long, actually. But what we've seen so far, one of my favorite ones, well, really right out of the gate there was a girl that was like we got the most beautiful email from a mom we've had lots of testimonials but this one really just like touched our heart so much it was a it was a lengthy email just bit by bit all the changes the positive changes and things that her daughter was trying to just like she's noticed she went to bed earlier she noticed her you know she's working with through her routines she's being self-motivated she's happier she's Pulling out an old musical instrument that she hadn't played in a while. You know, she, um, she, friend, friend issues didn't like, didn't hurt her as much. You know, she, she was navigating those better. She had a more positive mindset. Another one that I can think of, and then Becky and Allie can add any that they, they've known, but is we had, we're trying to let counselors know at schools that we are here as a resource if they and their expertise because they're on the front lines of this really they they are meeting with those sweet girls and especially the ones that every girl can benefit from this program and it is for every girl but those ones that are just really like ali said feeling isolated lost don't really know where to start uh one of the counselors re- we have we have counselors referring to girls now and just um, just how much these girls are looking forward to our How's It Growing meeting with us once a month and where they feel like they that sense of belonging, you know, and they're able to um, shared ideas and get ideas from each other. And the growth that has happened with one of his clients, his counselor's clients, it's, it's just that's that that feels good. It feels good. And when we meet with these girls, you can see the growth. They remember the mantras. You know, we just did study habits last night and we talked about the critical path. And one of the girls remembered exactly what the mm-hmm. critical path was when she tackles her homework. What, which assignment do I do first? And we help guide them with how, you know, a mo- the most efficient way that they can do it that gives them success and the feeling of success quickly. So um, we've seen a lot just in general, happier. Happier, more self-motivated, stronger girls.
1: Building stronger women in the process. You ladies are passionate about what you do. And Mm -hmm. I want to give you an opportunity to um, let us know. How can we connect with you? How can we find you? Um, Mothers who are listening, um, twins who are listening. um, Where can they find you? Social media handles, all of it. The
2: easiest way is to go to bloomfully.com. That's the website. And then that you'll see, I believe in me or singers company based on your age. And then Instagram, social media, that's I believe in me girls Mm -hmm. on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And it really just shows the snip, like, you know, what the program looks like, what the results are, you know, what the, messages are, are
1: that we're sharing with these girls. It really shows the ins and outs and the success. And too. are you partnering with schools? You mentioned the counselors. Um, how can organizations um, get in on this?
2: Same way. There's the um, bloomfleet.com and then just contact us through there and we'll receive those messages and we can set up a, yeah, a way to connect and bring it to your organization um, in, a, you know, in a way that makes sense and partnering together to help these girls. We would it's love that.
1: It is well needed mm-hmm. and the time is now. Um, ladies, um, your favorite affirmation. Mine is I am safe. That's What's okay. your favorite affirmation? I love
2: that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think the one that I love the most, I think is I'm awesome, she's awesome, and we can all be awesome at the same time. That was mine too. Wow. <laughs> I love that one because it it's just like so good. It just incorporates everybody has gifts to grow and share yes. and hate each other, yes. and it's just awesome. And it
0: just preaches individuality and just yes. you can all be amazing and beautiful and perfect in your own way. Yeah. yeah, I have a ton, but I will share one that I
3: say all throughout the day. It's it's a mantra that I use because I am a recovering perfectionist. Like <laughs> I used to, you know, you know, I mean. It's life, you know, I got, kind of was my worst critic, right? So I've am i I'm been working on that. And my favorite thing to say to myself, and, and I explained this to my daughter like a few months ago, and she's like, mom, that's kind of depressing. But I'm like, wait, hear me out. But I always say like, if I if I come into a room that needs to be cleaned up or... Because I have seven children and life is chaotic, right? And so if I'm trying to do a task and I only have 15 minutes to do it and I try to do my best then I look back and I can say, at least it's better than it was. Mm -hmm.
0: It may not be perfect.
3: It may not be perfect, but at least it's better than it was. And my oldest daughter was like, mom, that's kind of depressing. But -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? It shows that I'm appreciative of the effort that I could give. And that what I offered in that 15 minutes of cleaning up was enough. And now it's time to go pick up my kids.
2: Right. And now what started- that is, Becky? It's progress,
3: not perfection. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Progress, mm-hmm. not perfection. But it's my mantra of saying,
0: Good job, Becky. At least it's better than it was. All right. I'm awesome. Yeah. I got this. And as a mom, that's all you need is at least that's it's better. At least there was <laughs> At least there's only five loads left and
1: not seven to <laughs> Exactly, right? exactly. At least it's better than it was. We really? It sounds like the more kids you have, the more you do laundry daily. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> every day, every day.
3: All every day, day. I need a new <laughs>
0: laundry
1: routine. Can somebody <laughs> help me,
0: please? I'm not even going to show you what my couch looks like right now.
1: <laughs> there is
0: no laundry hey, routine. Hey, just um. spend 15 minutes, Allie. At least it's better okay, than it was. At least it's better than it was. Done. Yep.
1: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I, we're real, right? Real women with real problems. Yep. Doing oh, yeah. we got real problems over <laughs> we're here. We're
2: claiming perfection, but we are <laughs> claiming progress in a really
1: gross <laughs> way. Yeah. We can do it. it it's it's amazing. My, my 10-month-old has a routine. She gets up and read every day. I read to her every day and she loves it. But also how you speak to your children. And I want you guys, as we part ways, to tell me about some of the, the how you're speaking life into your kids, because um, it's not just what you're doing, helping the women, uh, the young ladies outside of your home, but within your household. And from, for my daughter, it's, it's like, you're just, the, I would say things like you're just that type of child. Um, you're amazing. You're awesome. You can do whatever you want and anything you want. I really don't want to have to deprogram her later on. I'm programming right now. And so let's talk about some of the, the, the life the power of tongue of uh, life is in the, is in the tongue, right? Let's talk about, tell me about some of the life speaking things you're saying to your kids and you verbally say it. And I just think it, you like, I have,
3: I have two. like, I know right off the top of my head, I always love to tell my children after I've been to one of their activities where whether it's a dance competition or a soccer game or a volleyball game or whatever, I always say, I love watching you play. I love watching you dance. I love like, I don't care if they lost or won or came out first. I just say, I love watching you do what you love to do. And then the second one is I always tell my kids, you are such a hard worker. Thank you. I love what, I mean, you're such a hard worker. Good job. I I prefer not to praise my children about like Results. the end result of like, oh, you got an A. Good job. You're an A student. You're so smart. I try to say, you're a hard worker. Good.
2: Good job. You worked hard. Good job.
1: Like that. Yeah.
2: Something I always tell my well, I try is just uh, when I can tell they're discouraged about an outcome mostly, but it's almost where it's like, all you can do is your best mm-hmm. and your best might look different every day, but you know, if you gave it your best and that's what feels good, no matter the outcome. And it's not so much words too, but I don't know how to be honest, I don't know how we've done it. Cause when, if I'm going to say this out loud, people be, I know sometimes people are like, wait, what? But, We do not yell. We do not yell in our home at all to each other, the kids. We just don't, and we just don't. And I think my kids have really noticed that, like in their in their friends, when the way that they're allowed to talk to their parents or they talk to each other is huge. I feel like that is step one in a family for how people treat each other and the respect you give to another human being and adults whether it's your parents or a teacher, it's, we just never yell and we don't use sassy talk. There's no attitude. And there the tolerance for that is absolutely zero. And we don't do it by, we don't get mad at them by yelling. I don't know, my husband's family did this and I don't know how we've done it, but it's, but we've done it. And it, I I can totally, t- like, it makes all the difference.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I'm taking notes. <laughs>
0: Me too. Mm -hmm. I am. So in our home, I think kind of along the lines of what um, Katie said is, is really the tone that we're using. And um, I'm a very loud, just by nature, energetic person. And so as I'm getting frustrated with my children, I try not to let that personality trait come out, you know, and I'm trying to teach my oldest who is very, it's going to do him so well one day, but he's very argumentative with me and just it, we butt heads a lot. And so I'm trying to teach him, Riley, it's it's not necessarily the words that you're saying, but it's the tone that you're saying it. It's the tone that you're using with me. It's the tone that you're talking to your sibling like that, or it's the tone, you know, and, and then he'll come back to me and be like, mom... You could have said it this way. I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. I I could have said that a little bit better. And so we're really trying to work on right now is the tone that we're speaking um, to each other, because you can say the same phrase with two different tones, and they can mean two totally separate things. And so we're trying to teach them to in order to communicate effectively and positively in our home, that we have to use the proper tone. So when you're giving me a sassy comment. Like, oh, that was a good dinner or that was a great dinner. You know, those are two totally separate things. And so we're really trying to work on the tones that we use and how we're saying them with with an attitude or with gratitude, really, is what I know. I just came up with that, you guys. Yeah,
1: that's good. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) With (laughs) gratitude and (laughs) gratitude. Right there.
0: I like it. And also, anyway, so we're we're really working on tones. And a lot like Beck, I love to watch my kids in sport. It is. I mean, I know as parents, it's it's a we all love to do it. But I first thing I do, I wrap my arm around my kids. I'm like, ah, that was so fun. I love watching you play soccer. I love watching you play baseball. And everybody, then I could sit on a baseball field for hours. I just I love it so much. I love watching the kids. So knowing them that yes, what well, mom. You know, does a lot of other things. My most prized time in my day is watching my kids thrive at what they love to do and sharing that with them. Yeah. I'm I'm one of seven kids and I remember having so many sports when all of my siblings and it was like, okay, you had a great game. Now get in the car, we're going to the next and da-da-da. And there was never, I know my parents like being there, but I don't know that they ever really expressed, maybe my dad but there was never that like, it is so fun for me to watch you. So I think that's, that's actually a a great practice, whether we're doing it or kind of doing it or already do it is to keep that going. Um, And, and no matter if they
3: won that game or not, yes, yes, like you don't comment on, Hey, you should have done this. Like, you know, if if they lost the game, you easily probably can critique what they, what mistake they made, but you don't bring that up. You just bring up, Hey, that
0: it was, was so fun. good to see you up at up at the bat and um and up at home plate. Even though they struck
1: out three times, it's fine. Right. It's it was fine. It's being it's being present and being intentional with yeah. right. words to motivate anything ladies it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today um becky ali katie i mean phenomenal women thank you for all that you are doing the young you're helping in your household um believe in me i believe in me is is powerful and i thank you so much for sharing that with us today um at best morning routine you bet thank
3: Thank you you for having
1: us us. my pleasure
0: all right morning enthusiasts that's it for today's show thank you for tuning in If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.